Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each program in the studio with my dear friend, Emily Jaminette. This is a show to help you to be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Well, hello, Emily. Hello, hello. We are so happy and excited to be here in conference season as we are continuing our special features with our conference speakers. And today we are so blessed to share with our listeners that we have Father Rob Gallia joining us all the way from Australia. Amazing. I'm so excited that we continue to just introduce the women to the individuals who are coming live to Columbus, Ohio. I look back, we first asked Father Rob back in 2019 to come speak at our conference. And because of COVID, we've been waiting. And so we are so excited that he's finally going to be joining us this February 18th for the 2023 Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. Wow. So Father Rob is an ordained Catholic priest and is currently serving in the Sandhurst Diocese of Victoria, Australia. He's a singer, songwriter with an international fan base. He was a contestant on Australia's 2015 The X Factor, and he's also sang for the Pope, has the official 2008, 2016, and 19 World Youth Day songs. He and his team currently minister to thousands, carrying Christ's message of hope and relationship with Jesus to all they encounter. Father Rob's passion is to draw others to the heart of God. He believes that music and film are an important instrument in helping people understand the need for intimacy with God. So welcome, Father Rob. Hi, greetings from beautiful, sunny Australia. Where it is tomorrow for us here in Ohio. You are. <laughs> That's exactly right. The future looks bright. I can tell you that. Hey, that is good news. <laughs> well, we are just so blessed that you'll be joining us here in February. And I know many people in Ohio aren't familiar with um, your story. So I know you'll be sharing that a little bit with us at the conference. But do you mind sharing with our listeners who don't know about you and your work yet a little bit about yourself and your and your faith journey? Yeah, well, I'm a priest... And I was I was born in Malta in the Mediterranean. So I was brought up in this beautiful Catholic country, um, which is actually 98% Catholic. Um, not so much today, actually, as we speak, they just voted in, for example, they just legalized abortion today. So it's, it's crazy how things have moved from this Catholic country. But anyway, I was brought up in this place, which is so... Um, um, beautiful, a beautiful um, place uh, of uh, where tourists, uh, we get about 4 million tourists a year, considering that it's a population of about 400,000 people. Famous for two things, I'd say one is our religion, and the second thing was is, is the party place. So, like, for example, the drinking age in the United States is 21, right? Correct, in, yeah. In, uh, in Malta, it's 16, so you can go into a um, a bar and 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 drink at 16. So it, there's this contrast sort of where I was brought up in um, a Catholic home, but at the same time, this pull, constant pull to party, this constant pull to um, to have fun. And especially um, with my situation at home where my parents, especially my dad, was extremely strict. So to cut a long story short, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but I ended up in a, a very dark place. By the time I was 15 years old, I ran away from home became an addict 
um, ended up in um, in crowds that were leading me to violence, and in a place where basically I lost my my desire to live. And so by the time I was 16, 17 years old, I just found myself at the end of myself where I didn't want to live. And uh, I, and at, at the age of 17, um, this is where, when I had hit the wall, I, I discovered my relationship with, with Jesus through a series of absolute miracles and miracles because of my praying mama. And this is the power of a praying mama. Look, uh, this is very often we think of Mary, you know, and we think of Mary as someone who's quiet and someone who's um, sort of placid. But when I think of Mary, I think of a warrior woman. I think of someone who is just so incredibly strong because if, if, I, if I was Jesus, which thank God I'm not, the, and my mom were to ask me for something, I'd stop at nothing to give that to her. And so this is the, the role of my mom. She prayed for me and she was relentless in her prayer. And I'm alive today because of her, her perseverance in prayer that she didn't give up even when things seemed to be getting worse, not better. I loved that you share that about your mother. And I know you have a beautiful book, Break- Breakthrough. And I just re- finished rereading it for the second time. I was sick in bed for a while. So I had a little retreat with your book. And as a mother, it was so touching to me, the powers of your mother's prayer. And uh, literally, you, as you said, a miracle that that you had a conversion. And then, so how did you become a priest? Well, I didn't want to become a priest. I I thought, look, I had a, read for a degree in commerce and I, I my dad has a group of companies and I was ready to take over all of that. But one day as I was giving a concert and, and sharing my faith through music in Italy, I, there was this priest that walked in and he was just so full of life, just so full of joy. And I remember looking at him saying, God, I don't want to be a priest, but if I'll be anything like this guy, I'll consider it. You see, deep down, I wanted to, to share the love that I had experienced, the encounter I had had of the love of God. I wanted to share it with other people, but I didn't know how. I didn't know where I could do this but then this desire started to grow but at the same time there was this tension because I was dating someone for four years and I was in a serious relationship so I didn't want to give that up for the priesthood but at the same time this desire to serve the Lord was so strong that I ended up sitting down I remember with my girlfriend and just telling her listen I just need to to consider this priesthood and she cried and I cried and, and we ended up in this um, sort of place where I, I had to give this a go. Eventually, she got um, married and asked me to, to be there to celebrate the, the wedding. So we're still we're very, very good friends. But I never looked back. This was something so beautiful that the Lord called me in my mess to, to serve the Lord. And again, because of those around me who wanted and stopped at nothing to to pray for me. And again, it's the power of prayer. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Father Rob, for sharing that. And, you know, some people uh, have labeled you as the singing priest. And, you know, maybe you could share a few words about how music has helped bring others to Christ and the work that you do with singing. Yeah, well, look, I would never consider myself to be a singer or a performer. I use music, which is a, a gift, that God has given me, and I use it as I would anything else, like someone would use public speaking, someone, whatever art, 
just to point to Jesus. So my music is all about pointing to Jesus. But at the same time, music is so powerful. See, I speak to about a million students every year across the world. And every time, without fail, you speak to the students, that's great, there's interaction. But the minute you start singing, all of a sudden they're so ready to listen. They're so ready to, to receive what you want to give them. So music has the power to transcend the mind and go straight to the heart. And so this is why I use music. I use music to proclaim the gospel, to help people understand the love of Jesus. And I do that, and I do that well. And I believe that every talent I have needs to be excellent because God deserves excellence. So I work on the art of my music. I work with the best producers in the world. I work with record companies that have good distribution. I work with people, good artists who have also... Um, a high standard of music. So I believe, again, when it comes to speaking, singing, our art, whatever we do, we need to offer excellence. And that's part of what I do um, in in my gift of music. And we're really excited you recommended Hannah Schaefer to come sing at our conference and do the Holy Hour with you. So she had some high um, praises on how you were such an amazing priest in the searching for the heart of God and bringing others to Christ. So we're so excited to have you together at our at our conference. Yes, absolutely. Hannah's a, a, an incredible artist as well. That's a, a, a beautiful example of of excellence, how incredible um she is as well in her art of music of course i'm no um i can't compare to her standard of musicianship but at the same time it's great that i get to work with her because um she'll be covering a a lot of my mistakes (laughs) well we have you have to tell us what was it like singing for the pope well i've sung for the pope twice i've sung for pope benedict and i've sung for pope francis and both were incredible experiences one the first time for Pope Benedict, I think I was a bit too scared. There were half a million people in um, in front of me as well. And so I think I was just more um, trying to make sure I didn't pass out. But when <laughs> it came to um, Pope Francis, the crowd was even bigger. It was 1.1 million people, but I was standing right next to the Pope then. And um, to my surprise, I looked towards him in the middle of the song and he was asleep. <laughs> Some were telling me he was praying, but <laughs> he looked very much asleep to me. But it was it was wonderful to be able to do that. That is such a gift. What a beautiful um, witness to so many people. And you're such an inspiration, especially to young and old. I know um, you spoke probably about five years ago at my parents' parish in St. John, Indiana, little, um, you know, but a big church in a little town. And we and I went home for Thanksgiving that year. My parents couldn't stop talking about you. They're in their their 70. My brother-in-law couldn't stop talking about you. He's in his 40s. And my nephew, who was seven at the time, couldn't stop talking about you. So I knew that you were the priest that we had to bring in for our conference, because if you can give a parish mission and touch a seven-year-old and a 70-year-old, you have a special, special talent. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. At the end of the day, you see, I, I, I want people to hear my heart, because it's 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 i'm not i'm no um theologian i'm no um intellectual but at the same time i do love jesus i love jesus with all of my heart i'm unworthy i don't deserve god's love but at the same time i just want people to catch what i have and if it's a, a glimpse of god's love then uh, th- this is i'm going to give my all to make sure that people can catch that see that and be inspired by that 
That's beautiful. Father, can you tell us some of the resources that you have to help people grow in their faith, such as a book, the prayer journal, retreats, and even YouTube or social media? Yeah, so we um, are a global outreach. So we started a charity called FRG Ministry, and we create resources, especially for Catholic education for students, so um, from elementary school to high school. And so that's Encounter Courses. So those, we produce several courses regularly, EncounterCourses.com. Also, I have a book, Breakthrough, and a journal, an accompanying journal that goes with the book. So the book is called Breakthrough, A Journey from Desperation to Hope. And that's also published through Ave Maria Press. Also, music as well. I, I love to record music i've recorded eight albums and they're all on spotify itunes and um any other music platform but at the end of the day it's not about the product it's it's about the heart and i just pray that in everything we produce everything we do that people can capture the heart of love a heart that is is searching for god but not uh, certainly not there yet well father will you give us a little bit of a sneak peek at what you might be sharing at the conference when you come to see us here in February? Well, I think what I'm going to talk about is I'll give a little bit of my story. I'll give that in detail. But I also want to encourage the women there, you see, because a lot of women struggle and don't realize that the power they have in their hands, one, to pray, but also to to change, to move the heart, to move the hand of God. So I'll talk a little bit about that, practical ways in which we can pray for our families, practical ways in which we can serve the Lord, but also finding joy in in being a a woman of God, uh, being someone who imitates Mary as perfectly as we can, but understanding also the, the concept of who Mary is, that Mary is bold, courageous. Mary is someone who is a warrior woman, someone who... Is, is there n- not to be compromised in any way or any form, but understanding her truth, understanding dignity, but always in every moment boldly pointing to Jesus. And this is the thing that we are um, roaring lions um, called to serve the Lord. We cannot be passive or placid. We have to be uh, women and men of God who, who are bold, courageous, and know our identity in Christ. Amen. Wow. And, you know, Father, a lot of times women um, are hesitant or nervous to attend things like women's conferences. They we we find those little blocks. Maybe do you have any words for someone who maybe um, does feel unworthy or has never done something like this before? Maybe those words of encouragement to their heart to help them um, to to commit and to attend. Yes, look, uh, let's put it this way. There's only a certain distance you can go within your circles there's only a certain distance that you can go when you pray and spend time with the lord alone even within your community sometimes god gives us this experience of fire experience a mountaintop or transfiguration moment to keep us strong to be able to keep going jesus took his disciples and he took them up the mountain why not because to give them a good experience, but he knew that they needed that experience to to walk through the, the suffering that was going to follow. Now, this is what God is inviting these women to. I believe he's inviting you to this mountaintop experience to give you the fire, 
to give you the, the, the community, to give you the knowledge and, and to quicken your heart, to be able to endure and to thrive in where the Lord has called you to serve. This, it does take courage, it does take effort to get to these events. But at the same time, it took a lot of courage and effort as well for the disciples to walk up the mount, to stay there. But they never regretted it. 2,000 years later, plus, we're still talking about that mountaintop experience. And I know it will be the same for every woman who attends this conference. Now, Father, I know people can um, hear more of your message and really be inspired just starting now if they um, find you on YouTube. You have prayers and um, just good practical spiritual advice. So where can people find uh, your work online? Okay, so you can go to fatherrobgalia.com, F-R-R-O-B-G-A-L-E-A.com, or else you can, on social media, it's the same, F-R-R-O-B-G-A-L-E-A, Father Rob Gallia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and all, all other social media platforms as well. So we have daily prayers, um, inspirational tips on how to live the spiritual life. They're all short videos, music videos, and so on and so forth. And the same on YouTube. Oh, thank you, Father. And, you know, as you'll be leading the Eucharistic Adoration piece at our conference as well, can you share with us how the Eucharist really transformed you and help you in your work as a priest and maybe even the impact you see it's had on the life of the laity as well. Absolutely. You see, the, the Eucharist sometimes is, the, is, the, is seen as, um, first of all, the Eucharist is the real presence of Christ. Okay, It's, it's not a, a symbol. But also, when we enter into the presence of God through the Eucharist, our lives will never be the same again. Now, we can walk. There was a woman who had the bleeding, um, and she walked and she touched the side of Jesus and she was changed forever. But keep in mind that there were a hundred thousand, a thousand other people pressing on the side of Jesus and they were not changed. So it's about coming, approaching the Eucharist with faith. But on the other hand, knowing also that Jesus is going to be present, whether you feel, feel God's presence or not. And this is the beauty of the, the Eucharist, that God is so vulnerable and objectively present with us every time we approach him. I promise you this. If you surround yourself with thousands of people who have faith and you sit in the presence of the Lord, you cannot walk out the same way again. So this is what it all it's all about. It's about approaching the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and expecting, and I say, I don't use this word lightly, expecting great things because God, God wants us to expect great things from him because he's so extravagant, so lavishly loving towards us. Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with Emily Jaminette today, and we are speaking with Father Rob Gallia about the 2023 Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. Well, Father, we know you are on to another interview here shortly, so would you just give us a quick blessing before you head off to your next venue there? Yes, of course. So let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your love for these women. I thank you, Lord, that you've called them to journey to this mountaintop where you're going to speak, where you're going to work in and through their lives. We thank you for the breakthrough that is already theirs as they approach you and they trust in you. Bless them, guide them, their families, the ones they love, protect them and give them your holy fire and ask your blessing over them, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Well, thank you so much, Father Rob. We cannot wait to see you in February. And God bless you and your work. And we will see you soon. See you soon. God and don't bless. forget a coat, Father. It's it's cold <laughs> in February. <laughs> God bless. Awesome. I'm so glad that we finally were able to connect with Father Rob. Emily and I have been um, trying to connect with Australia has been um, a little challenging with the 16 hour time change. You know, and I think this is brings to light that unir, universalness of our Catholic faith and helping out with RCIA. I keep telling the, the RCIA participants that, you know, it's the same mass in Australia as in Ohio, as in Japan, all around the world that we're all united in the scriptures and entering into the liturgical season together. And this is a great example of a priest, you know, in Australia that is actually going to come all the way over here to Halfway minister across to us. the world. Yep. <laughs> to speak to us, to minister to us and help us. And I honestly think, I feel like I had a little mountaintop experience talking to him. Yes, he is really incredible. I, I would highly encourage listeners, if you have don't have Father Rob's book, to pick it up before the conference. It, it is called Breakthrough by Ave Maria Press. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere, Catholic bookstores. It is really an amazing story of his journey. Um, you know, he gave a very brief, you know, version of his conversion. But when you read the entire story of his conversion, how he became a priest, and then he even talks about some of his life as a priest, it's really an incredible journey. Wow. And and faith stories, you know, they do something to you, right? They they leave you in a better place no matter what when you when you just like the lives of the saints, but we we get to, you know, encounter him in and not only his words but in his music and allow him to to speak to our hearts as he said. Yeah, it says in the forward to his book it was written, you know, Father Rob's story is the story of God's abounding love for us as he heals and restores us and points us in the direction that will bring us the meaning of life and the peace of mind that we seek. So it was this you know, beautiful story of really healing of his heart and his soul and to, to see that transformation because right, so many of us probably, people out there listening, like maybe your children are strayed from the church. Maybe they are you know, maybe they're not as far as Father Rob was, but to see that radical conversion from wanting, you know, from being an addict and wanting to end his life to going to youth group and starting to have a life of faith and then leading, he began, you know, really leading worship and being involved in prayer, prayer ministry and then becoming a priest and now taking his message to the whole world. Wow. And like, as you even said, you know, even performing to the popes, writing yeah. songs for World Youth Day. I mean, what what a what an amazing experience. And to think that we all get to participate in the new evangelization. Part of the Women's Conference mission is to empower the women to see that, you know, they have a role in proclaiming the gospel and living the gospel. And it might be, you know, serving your family with, with more joy in your heart or, you know, going forth and starting a group in your own parish or, you know, going to your pastor and saying, how can I, uh, how can I strengthen the faith here? What can I do to, um, you know, serve alongside you and, and the parish? But these are many of the fruits we've seen, right, Michelle, over the years of the women's conference, these, these days of high, you know, as you mentioned, mountaintop experiences. Absolutely. And I was listening, I think I shared in a previous podcast, how um, days like these conference, they're called passion bucket fillers. So you might, you're probably feeling tired and worn down. And 
when you go to the conference and you experience this day with your sisters in Christ, you are filled with a passion for Christ and to do something, do something great. You know, Emily and I, we like to say dream big for God, right? Yeah. Because it is, God will fill your heart with that desire of what he wants you to do. And like I said, it might be something just inviting a neighbor over for coffee and having a discussion. Maybe it's starting a Bible study. Maybe it's joining a Bible study, getting involved in a parish ministry, something that will tr really transform your life. Well, and also, you know, we live in a culture, a cancel culture, right? Where if somebody isn't right there alongside of us, a lot of times with faith, we don't think to cross the bridge and say, do you want to go to a women's conference with me, right? We, we kind of categorize people into different parts of our life. But this is a great opportunity, especially with his story, you know, to pray, Lord, who should I invite to this women's conference? Who is that next person that I don't invite the day of or two days before, but I really make a deliberate effort to pray and then extend an invitation. And and I know, as we've talked about, you know, that's sometimes humbling. Sometimes you're a little nervous, um, but it's it's a great, great way to to bring others to Christ. Like, it's all there for you. It's called a women's conference. Yes. And if you're a grandmother, invite your granddaughter, invite your daughter. And you know, we love to see the generations of women coming together. It's really a beautiful gift to see, you know, you'll see pictures of, you know, grandma and then mom and then the granddaughter and sometimes even the little babies in tow and everybody is there to enjoy the day. It's a day you can enjoy with your entire family, with your friends, bring your Bible study, bring, bring your church group, your choir group, bring your women friends and meet us. I mean, yes. we're real people and that's part of this experience. We will be there with the headsets we, on. We will be there. We are ready to serve. Well, let's close in prayer, Emily, in the, the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the Catholic Women's Conference. We ask you to touch all the women's hearts who are out here listening, that they may know you more deeply and may come to a deeper relationship with you. We thank you for the gift of all the speakers coming to the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. We thank you for the gift of the conference, and we ask you to bless each and every one of us and all of our families. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, you have been listening to Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this ep episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference and to register, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check out InspireTheFaith.com. Mm -hmm.